1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine dollars per month.
0: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties
1: the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Welcome back here on The Fan. It's Peter Schwartz with you on this Saturday morning. We're going to get back into your phone calls at 877 337 but first, it's time to talk a little Jets football with the Jets beat writer for the Daily News, Antoine Staley, and he joins us here on The Fan from Carolina, where the Jets are getting set to take on the Carolina Panthers in their second preseason game later on today. Antoine, Peter Schwartz, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, taking some time out of your uh, busy schedule to to join us here on the overnight, as the uh, Jets are getting set for preseason game number two, uh, let's go back a week to the Hall of Fame game in Canton against uh, the Cleveland Browns, and it was a loss for the Jets. Obviously, wins and losses don't mean very much in the preseason. But uh, what were what were a couple of your takeaways from the the first game of the of the preseason?
1: Obviously, I mean, kind of the way Zach played. I thought he was like, efficient. You know he didn't throw the ball a whole lot, but obviously the pass to Malik Taylor I thought was really big too, just to get that pass down the field there. So you know he didn't turn the ball over, so I thought that was a good positive step. Makai uh, the way that he played, obviously he had seven snaps, but just to get himself acclimated back out there, especially after two years of not playing, I thought that was big as well. And you know you look at Joe Tippin and Will McDonald, two of the guys that were drafted in the first round. I mean first and second round of the draft. I thought they paid particularly well to Tippett in particular who, you know, I think a lot of people were expected to be a starter at some point. But, yeah, I thought he was really good, uh, especially uh, his pass-blocking situations. So, yeah, I think those would be the guys that I would look at that really stood out against the Browns. And hopefully they can kind of carry that over against Carolina on Saturday.
0: Let me circle back to Tippmann because I was going to bring him up individually because I I was there at the game in Canton as well, and I was really focusing on him because – as you just said, there is a feeling that at some point, whether it's opening day or sometime early in the season, that the second round pick is going to be the starting center. It's such an important part on the offensive line, and I'm sure the Jets are gonna proceed with caution. But everything that I saw in that game, I thought he did a fantastic run blocking and pass blocking. He didn't look like a rookie to me, and granted, he's going up against, you know, the the, the backups for the Browns as well. But from everything that I've seen – now, you've seen him every day in, in, in practice and in training camp, but everything that I've seen from him in clips and in that game would lead me to believe that at some point, sooner rather than later, he's going to be the starting center.
1: I think so, too. I mean, I just think, it, you know, they want to just take the, take it slowly. I think they've done that with the rookies the last few years. You Look at what they did with Jermaine Johnson last year. Even with Brief last year, you remember, like, he wasn't necessarily a starter – But he played so well that they had no choice but to make him a starter at some point. So I think, I definitely think that is exactly what's going to happen there with Tippen. I think if he continues to play well and you know the Jets take notice, and I think he's eventually going to be a starter. I mean, I know Conor McGovern is there, and you know, good, is a good veteran to have, especially when you got a team like the Jets that expected to win, and a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. But you know, if you know Tippin continues to play like how he did against Cleveland, and like I said, it's a small sample size, and yeah, it's going to be hard to ignore, hard, hard to keep him off the field.
0: You know, Antoine, there's been so much excitement around the Jets in the off season, and you know, a lot of it has to do with. With Aaron Rodgers, and of course, you know, there's a lot of high expectations. But if there's one concern that Jet fans have, and I know there's some concerns, you know, you know, coming out from the media a little bit. And also, I guess if you talk to the right people inside the Jets organization, there might be some c- concerns about the offensive line in general. And uh, I know Robert Sala, and I've been paying attention to the press conferences every day, he keeps talking about the best five are going to play on opening night against the Bills on September 11th at MetLife Stadium, from what you've seen so far and what you've been hearing, are whoever those top five are, are all of them on the roster right now?
1: Uh, it remains to be seen because you know we might see some cuts down, you know, down when. You know, final cuts come about with all these teams there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up signing somebody because mm-hmm. I definitely think, as far as you look at the right tackle position, I know left tackle Dwayne Brown's going to end up starting. And I, I want to see how he looks you know, with the rest of the line there. But the right tackle is concerning because you got Billy Turner there. I think he's, he's a swing tackle guy, but hasn't necessarily looked great. You know, Matt Mitchell, who did look solid it's solid in it for starts last year but you know it has not looked impressive either. I think they've both been unequally uneven at the right tackle position. Like they've been rotating between left and right tackle why Dwayne Brown has been out. So yeah, I think that's been a big problem too. Like in Tomlinson, we'll see if he can bounce back from the year that he had last year, which is, you know, very uh again, uneven, not really particularly good, especially for the money that he made you know, he made coming in with the Jets too as well. But McGovern, I think he is what he is. I think he's, you know, kind of an average center, but I think, you know, you draft Tippin, uh, they get some better production from mm-hmm. there. And then getting ABT back, I think, is huge too, because he has the flexibility sure. where he can play art right tackle, but he can also he played three different positions last year. I think the Jets would like to keep him at right guard, but you know, considering you know what the state of the right tackle position is, I could definitely see them maybe You know, maybe you pull in the right tackle, and then maybe you can put, you know, maybe a Joe Tip in that guard and, you know, have Conor McGovern there just to get, you know, then in that case, get the best five on the field there. But, yeah, they have to do something about the right tackle position because, you know, you're playing against a Buffalo Bills team that has Von Miller and, you know, some really good pass rushers Mm -hmm. week one. And, you know, look at the Cowboys, too. So it's going to be – it's not going to get any easier for them as the season goes on.
0: And Makai Becton obviously has to build up the strength and also the confidence in, in that uh, knee. And he looks so great after all those workouts during the offseason. He's lost a lot of weight, and he looks like he's in great shape. Is it is it reasonable to think that at some point, maybe it's not in the preseason, maybe it's at some point during the regular season, but from what you've seen so far, is it reasonable to think that Makai Becton could be a factor for the Jets on the offensive line this season?
1: I think he could eventually, but I think, again, they want to take it slow with him. We talk Mm -hmm. about a guy that has not played a lot of football the last two years. I mean, he's played one game, and that was back in 2021. He Mm -hmm. talked about regular season. uh, Football's missed 33 or 34 games for the Jets, too. So I think you know him playing seven snaps last week was a start just to get him confidence on that knee. And I think Betton kind of said it last week after after the game. He was like, you know, he's gonna his, his knee may never be the same again when you have those back-to-back surgeries, but he has to get used to his new normal. And that's and until he does that, I definitely think the Jets are going to take proceed with caution with him, and I think they too. You know, a lot of people just want him to just get thrown out there to the wolves there, especially considering he doesn't have a lot of in game experience recently. But I think they're taking the right approach to just easing him back in. But I think he's definitely looked a lot better throughout training camp and practices as of late too. So if he continues to play well, then it's going to be hard to again hard to keep him off the field. But yeah, I definitely think even in during the regular season, even if it's not. Starting, I think it's good to just get him in there and just get him, you know, a certain amount of snaps too, just to kind of see what he can do against another team's first team defense.
0: We're talking Antoine Staley. He covers the Jets for the New York Daily News. The Jets getting set for Saturday's preseason game against the Panthers in Carolina. And I think it goes without saying, and and, you know, stating the obvious here, everyone understands and realizes the importance of, of Aaron Rodgers addition to the team this year not just from an from an offensive standpoint but throughout the the organization there just seems to be a different air of confidence at everybody at, at One Jet's drive and it's the offensive unit it's it's what he's done to help the guys on the other side of the ball on defense it's I know there's a feeling perm, uh, permeating throughout the uh the the entire building have you been able to really grasp the significance of what Aaron Rodgers has meant to the Jets since he was acquired from the Packers?
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it, it's you know, you can tell it's just night and day. I mean, they believe they have the confidence to win and win right now. If we're talking about the team last year, that you know, I don't think it had well, a lot of high expectations. I thought people thought, you know, yeah, they would finish under 500. They wouldn't have any shot of making the playoffs. And you know, yes, they did finish under 500 at seven and ten, but they also had the opportunity to make the playoffs. They were seven and four at one point in time heading into December, and they just really fell apart. Whether it be, you know, obviously Mike Rice' rib injury and you know, things of that nature to the offensive line having the issues as well. And I don't think they were necessarily the same after Brees Hall and also AVT got hurt too as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, I definitely think that now you got a guy that has been to the mountaintop, knows what it takes to win, although it's been a long time since Aaron has done that, but at least he has the experience. He'd say he's been in the Super Bowl, he's been in the NFC championships to know, you know, the level that – it's gonna the standard it takes to get to that level. And I think he's raised the standards of the Jets, at least short term, how that looks on paper, how that looks on the field, you know, remains to be seen. But yeah, inside that building they just have, now have a belief that they can contend and win a Super Bowl this year.
0: It's no secret, you know, watching the Packers the last, you know, couple of years and seeing a lot of Aaron Rodgers on TV and his press conferences and yeah, you know, his weekly appearances with Pat McAfee. It was no secret that he was not a happy camper in Green Bay there the last, you know, couple of years, and it's amazing to see the transformation, how happy he's been since he's been a Jet, and I guess the the haters or the people who are skeptical about him coming to Game Green might say, well, you know, he's putting on a show, and he's just trying to, you know, play another couple of years, and, you know, maybe he's not as happy as he really is, but... If 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 that's the case, he's really, you know, he's really putting a good one over. I don't believe that. I believe he, he looks like he's genuinely happy to be here and excited about the opportunity to help the Jets compete for a championship.
1: I think the best way to put it and you know, for people to understand it, I guess, you know, you're in a relationship for a really long time and you you understand that Eventually, it might—it's gonna come to an end. Even though you just kind of you're just going through the motions of the relationship, but you've been in it so long that you know you just you're just there. You know, you know, you're not you know actively. You know, engaged in it as much as you should be, although, you know, I mean, we talk about a guy that won two of the last three mm-hmm. MVP awards, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's nothing to, you know, it's nothing to take away from, like, he was engaged, I definitely think, up to a certain point, but he understood Jordan Love was, you know, their future, and I definitely think that's kind of brought in a lot of his unhappiness, too, as well as so, among some other things behind the scenes, and now he's in the situation where the team wants him, he wants to be there, it's a new, it's a new situation, it's a honeymoon period, again, you're in a new you know relationship type of deal, and you know i def- everybody's happy and i definitely think he, it's just a new energy for him. And I definitely think you can kind of see that, whether it be him talking to players on the sideline, his smile, and, you know, being, being joyful. And, you know, even with the guests that have been, you know, visiting One Jets Drive, like, you know, he has definitely uh, been engaging with them, too, whether it be, you know, the voice of God, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you know, you talk about uh, Hard knots or Method Man or whatever, like like he's just really, you know, Taking that, you know, leadership you know, to the next level, and I definitely think you can see that in a lot of different aspects. So I don't think it's a front at all. I think he's genuinely happy to be somewhere where a team really, really values him and really wants him.
0: Yeah, there's no question. His, his personality, uh, his renewed personality, came out a lot in One Jet Drive, the first episode on Monday, and then in Hard Knocks on Tuesday. Let, let me ask you about Hard Knocks since you just mentioned it. Uh, there has been a lot of chatter about that first episode on. On Tuesday night. Let me ask you if you had a chance to see it and, you know, what did you think of it?
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, it, I thought it was well done. I mean, if you see both one Jets drive and hard knots, I think you can kind of tell yeah. just, you know, the difference between both of them, too, as well. And, you know, I think, you know, we talking about a Jets organization that's. They said they didn't want nothing to do with Harden us. I don't buy you know, that nothing. for a
0: second. Antoine, I don't buy that for a second. I said this the other <laughs> night when I was on the fan, and my feeling was that the Jets wanted to be part of it but wanted to make sure it was on their terms, and I think once it got down to their terms, then they embraced it, and I think you saw that in the first episode.
1: Yeah, I think well, it was people in that building that didn't, but I think it was also people in that building that did want, it, want that as well. They just didn't want... They were just afraid that, yeah, kind of certain things that they wanted to control it, basically. So, but yeah, it was definitely certain people in that building that really wanted it. I think you kind of, you know, you look at Rob Asala, he was one of the people that, you know, then that at least. You know, verbally out loud, said he didn't necessarily want it to, but you know, you look at his speech and you know what he had to say early on, and you could tell like he start he embraced like the cameras being in front of because it's a selling point, you know, just getting people pumped up and excited about the season, and you know, I definitely think he. Relishes, you know, this opportunity too as well because I don't think a lot of people necessarily outside of you know the Jets organization or or you know, even outside the New York area know a lot about Robert Sala and now this gives a you know at least a peek of what he's about and also the organization. So I definitely think inside of him, I definitely think it was part of him that really relishes this opportunity for people to get to know him in the, the Jets organization.
0: No question about it. Antoine Staley from the Daily News talking Jets with us. A couple of more minutes with. With Antoine, who's on the line with us from Carolina, where the Jets are getting set to take on the Panthers on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Let's look at today's preseason game against the Panthers. Antoine, and I don't think uh, many or if any of the starters are expected to play in this game. What are What are you looking forward to today as the Jets get set for their second preseason game of the season?
1: Well, I think a few things. I mean, we talked about you know, Will McDonald a little bit earlier. I want to see if he can you know, continue to – you know, build on what he had against the Browns a little bit, too. I thought he really stood out, too, as well. You also look at, you know, wide receiver Malik Taylor. I definitely think if the Jets, you know, him and, you know, Jason Brownlee, I don't know if the Jets are going to keep six receivers, but if they do, I think Malik Taylor and also Jason Brownlee are in that midst of, to be the six receiver, too. I think Jason Brownlee started out really, really hot throughout the course of the training camp, and now I think you see Malik Taylor, you look at the Play against the Browns. And also the other day uh, during practice on Thursday, the pass that he caught it from Aaron Rodgers, which is just a ridiculous pass <laughs> if you've seen the video. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think he is uh, emerging as that possible sixth receiver. As well, so yeah, those are guys that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they are able to do. And easy ben at better Canada too. Like he had a touchdown against the Browns too. We we know the Jets have flirted with Dalvin Cook there, but if they can continue to get him more confidence and he can emerge a little bit, then you know maybe you start to see those rumors go a little bit away a little bit more.
0: How do you think they'll split up the snaps at quarterback? Um, I, I guess Zach Wilson will. We'll play a majority of the first half and then will Tim Boyle, you know, play the second half as as Robert Sala indicated that what's your gut feeling on what we'll see under center?
1: He was Don uh, non committal about you know as far as snaps and things of that nature, I think especially after Makai's situation where he said he was going to play 20 to 25 snaps. So, yeah, I imagine, yeah, you'll probably see Zach a majority of the first half and then Bull the rest of the way. Obviously, Strebler, you know, went on IR, they, they waived him and then, you know, reverted back to IR. So they only have really two quarterbacks outside of Rogers. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Zach Wilson, going to be a lot of Tim Ball there, especially against the Panthers.
0: And just to wrap it up, obviously earlier in training camp, a free agent running back, Dalvin Cook, was in for what the Jets called a really good visit with him, but he left the building without a contract and he's still without a contract as we head into the first official week of the preseason, the Jets' second game. Uh, Where do you think this stands with Dalvin Cook and the Jets? Is there still a reasonable chance the Jets could sign him or do you think he winds up elsewhere?
1: I, I my thought it was always he would go to the Dolphins, but that doesn't necessarily seem like that might be the case either. So, you know, watching the Dolphins game tonight, uh, I definitely thought that you know they have they have a good stable of running backs there. So I don't know if they how much they value Dalvin Cook too, especially at the price that he, I think he wants to, and rumor is, especially with the Jets, that them and the Jets are a little bit, him and the Jets are a little bit far apart on money, so I think he's going to, at some point, he's just going to have to say, you know what, I just have to just take the best, whatever the best offer is, and then just try to play it out and become a free agent once again. I think the Jets would benefit having him, especially considering Brees Hall is coming off an ACL injury, and is still on the PUP list, too, so Him Having him early in the season, especially with the tough schedule, I think it will be beneficial to him. But, yeah, I think it's up to him. It's up to him what he wants to do. But I think ultimately he's going to have to make a decision, uh, especially as we get later and later in the preseason.
0: Antoine, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us here on the show. Enjoy the Jets preseason game in Carolina this afternoon and, and hope to see you in Florham Park a little bit later on in training camp, get a chance to meet in person.
1: Yes, sir. I look forward
0: to it. Thank you. Antoine Staley, Jets beat writer for The Daily News, joining us here on The Fan. It's Peter Schwartz with you. We'll get back to your phone calls at 877-337-6666 when we come back here on The Fan right after this. Awesome. Thank you so much. We get it. Attention
1: spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.